Welcome to Maximizing Life in the Middle, a podcast featuring two people consciously living and loving as husband and wife, parents, and individuals working to make the most out of their lives. I'm Jay Taylor. And I am Aaron Taylor, and we are so happy that you are spending some time with us today. Welcome to episode 11 of Maximizing Life in the Middle podcast. Yes. How are you? I'm good. How are you, I'm <laughs> doing great. All right. So um, this episode uh, came out of a um, topic that I really wanted to discuss, which is um, a recent change metamorphosis um, process, trust the process, um, that I've been going through in um, one of my sort of main endeavors, which is as a comic book creator. And so by way of uh, explanation, since I was 12 years old, say 12 years old, I wanted to be a comic book artist. I loved the format. I loved the medium of comics. You loved reading them. I loved reading them. um, But for me, the joy of of reading them was in the pictures, was in the artwork. I mean, I was an avid reader always also of all kinds of literature and fantasy stuff and all those kinds of things. Um, But I wanted to be a comic book artist. I... I followed artists obsessively. I drew a ton myself. I kind of shown some aptitude for drawing and art at an earlier age, but then as soon as comic books came along, it was it was my thing. Um, and you know, after many years of kind of fits and starts about it, I um, successfully produced um, multiple comic book stories where I was the artist for those stories but in the process of a lot of those um, you know stories and creation I had also you know had some role as a writer and some role as a um, not really because you sought out your friends to do fill in the word balloons and write the story and you were just going to draw it out right well I I sought them out to produce dialogue, the stuff in the word balloons, as you would say. But interestingly enough, even in all of those um, efforts, I was still a writer, but just not somebody who was doing dialogue, just not somebody who was doing the true script. Um, and, you know, that was, at that time, that was daunting to me for whatever reason. I just, I had so ingrained myself into this identity as the comic book artist. And I said, oh, well, I can't write dialogue. I, don't, I can't put the words in people's mouths. I can say... When you, used to say, when you used to say that to me, I used to look at you like you had three heads. Because to me, 
putting 13 or 6 words in a word balloon and you don't feel like you can do it like I, I almost feel like a trained seal could do that if you taught it so it is interesting that this you, is it this... was a mental block for you because clearly <laughs> it's not that you're not capable of it I mean if you can spell your name you can fill up a word balloon okay see if there are any comic book fans out there who are listening to my wife right now <laughs> I apologize <laughs> I don't actually think she's ever read a comic. I have because you forced me to. I've read like five. I think she, so, so five total comic books that she's ever read in her entire life. And while, yes, a trained seal might be able to put words that are spelled okay. properly in a word And balloon. I'm not trying to be offensive to anybody who fills word balloons with words. What I'm The point I'm trying to make is that what... I think you're a beautiful writer. Anytime you've ever written something, I love it. You've written eulogies, you've written stories, you've written poetry. Like, you've written different things. I've known you since college. You had to write stuff there. So, I think you're a, an excellent writer, a strong writer. So, the thought that you can't fill, fill a little white word balloon with words yeah. was ridiculous to me because you're a great writer. Like, how can you not... Realize that you're capable of that. And the reason I'm making that point now is because that's part of why you wanted to talk about this. Right. That's kind of what I'm saying. Not to offend anybody who likes to fill word balloons with words. That's not my point. I pictured myself or I believed that I was a storyteller. A visual storyteller. Right. But not necessarily somebody who should be responsible for... If you hear that... Yeah, if you heard that, you heard our dog. He's going through his own little story in his yeah, mind right now. As he's dreaming sleeping. and snoring. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't picture myself as a person who would be able to... Because while you're, you're in some respects, um, kind of jokingly belittling the process, at the end of the day, when you actually are trying to take characters in a story and achieve their voice like I say things as as Jay Taylor I say things and have an outlook and speak in a certain way you as Aaron Taylor coming from very different viewpoints and a woman and you know all that you speak you have a different voice sure when you when you speak dialogue and that is one of the one of the things that a writer, someone who both writes a story and comes up with a plot, right, but then is also somebody who is trying to communicate nuance through the ways that somebody speaks, that is something that a writer is trying to do and something that at the outset, yes, like you said, I did not feel comfortable doing. But the you're, point of all this... You're totally against it. Oh, I don't do that. Right. Like, oh, I don't do that. I'm the I artist. I can't do that. I couldn't do that, right. And what has happened in the past three months is that, and maybe it's a longer process, maybe it's going back almost six months, is that I've started to come to the realization that um, I'm a comic book writer as well as an artist. And in point of fact... Because it's just the nature of what it means to be a comic book 
writer versus an artist is, you know, the art in comics takes a lot longer to produce than it does. Yeah, it takes a lot longer than it does to write the story. A typical comic writer might be able to write two to three scripts in a given month for a comic book. When you say two to three scripts, that's that's like the thing that you showed me where you say, okay, on page one, box one, this happens, and then they move over here, and the bad guy comes in, and that happens. Is the dialogue part of that also? Or? Yes. So they're filling in the word balloons while they're verbally uh, describing how they envision the comic book to go visually. Yes, and now there's a multitude so of different... they're writing a whole thing. Yeah, they're writing what... once. Yeah, and there's a multitude of different ways that different artists work with different writers. But, generally speaking, a script for a comic book looks an awful lot like a script for a play. Yes. Or the script for a TV show. Yes. Where there is a panel description. In this panel, the lead character is here. He's speaking to his wife. They're talking about their children. Yeah, versus this The man's husband or, says... Yeah. This is the setting. Right. Right. And they provide direction. Each panel, it's this, it's this, it's this. And so a, a comic book writer might be able to produce in a given month two to three scripts for a comic book. And some are even more prolific and some are less. The most prolific comic artists would maybe be able to draw one and a half of those scripts in a given month. And in some cases, and probably the most normal scenario, they can produce one script of artwork, meaning they could take one script and produce 20 to 24 pages of artwork in a given month. And what has, what has sort of gone on in my head and in sort of just the way that the creative energy has flowed through me, whoa, that's some big stuff I just talked about there, energy... Um, is that I find myself drawn more towards now, recently, towards the idea of writing more and producing more scripts and coming up with more stories than I could easily or reasonably produce as the artist. And that was a struggle to kind of um, accept. Why? Because for, since age 12, 32 years, I just dated myself, for 32 years, I thought of myself as, well, I mean, a wannabe comic book artist at one point, a comic book artist at some point, and now, you know, a comic book artist who kind of has some credits under his belt, right? And that was a difficult thing to accept that, hey, maybe in some way, shape, or form, what I really am is a storyteller, right? A person who comes up with these ideas that I think a fair number of people said are pretty cool. And maybe I'm going to be able to produce one or two of them as the artist, but maybe some of them I have to let go Mm, of the I let go of the control attachment of, to outcome <laughs> attachment to outcome wow okay um, 
and let go of the control and say, okay, it may be, excuse me, it may be that I'm going to be the person who writes this and hands it off to somebody else to realize it in the finished artistic form. And that has been a struggle. I didn't know it was a struggle, but it was kind of working in the back of my mind as over the past couple of months, I produced a couple of scripts for a couple of different stories. And what, you know, I was, I was lucky enough or, you know, sort of this all kind of coalesced about a week and a half ago in a discussion with one of my frequent collaborators. And he, you know, it, it was the first time I kind of said it out loud and said, hey, you know, I really am starting to feel like I'm more of a writer than I've ever sort of planned on being before. And this obviously also for him was probably a little bit tough to hear in some respects because he's one of those people who I have collaborated with and asked to be kind of my writer as I would come up with these stories, but his point was similar to yours in that, well, yeah, duh, you've always been a writer. We've always written these things together. And half of what the people are saying is stuff that you came up with for them to say. Mm -hmm. Or half of these scenes are things that you had the vision for and I maybe came along and just did some little tweaks here and there. And so that kind of moment coalesced it for me. And I was able to say, okay, you know what? So I'm a comic creator. I'm a writer and an artist. And, you know, from there. But the reason I brought it up is because of the difficulty and the attachment that we put on identity. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Right? And how, and how, you know, difficult? I don't know. How, how unhelpful that is. Yeah. You know, and in a lot of respects, you know, we haven't had a ton of discussions about this, but as a comic creator, I am on the, you know, if there's a, if there's a, if there's a spectrum from, zero to 100 of comic creators and zero being somebody who's never made a comic book before and 100 being the most famous comic book creator in the world. Let's say Robert Kirkman, writer of the walking dead. Um, you know, probably at like a 10 or 12 on that spectrum, right? I am still very much somebody who is on the periphery of the industry. But maybe in some respects, one of the reasons why is because my path lies more in getting more ideas out there as a writer. And that that would help to make me, A, be more prolific, right? Because I do have that other job, oh, by the way. Mm -hmm. And then all the other things going on and the volleyball and the kids and the, you know, husband and all that jazz. You have a husband? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, husband. I meant being a husband. Okay. Um, but, and maybe the answer is, is to be more prolific via writing more and taking the opportunities to draw as they come along. You know, I'm 
always had tons of ideas, plot ideas, or this, hey, there's a take on it, here's this, and, you know, they're sitting in my phone, you know, and ostensibly, it was always like, oh, I'm just waiting for the moment when I'm going to go, yes, you're up, next up, I'm going to draw you now, get somebody to write it, well, maybe they're sitting there waiting for me to say, hey, how would I write this fully, and then I go find somebody to draw it. Yeah, and I have to say that I'll tell our listeners that there are times in the morning where you'll say, oh, man, I couldn't sleep last night. Or you'll say, I've been up since 5 a.m. And I'll say, what in the world are you doing up since 5 a.m.? Well, I had all these stories in my mind. I had to get my phone out and write the notes down before I forgot them. So sometimes you'll say, oh, I drove back. You know, you drive somewhere for a two- or three-hour meeting away, you know, two or three hours away you have to meet with someone or something for work. And then on the way home, when you get home, you say, oh my gosh, I wrote a whole new comic book in my head while I was driving. Now I have to hurry and write it down before I forget. So you've been writing this stuff. It's It keeps you up at night. It wakes you up early in the morning. And this isn't like every day, but this has happened on numerous occasions over the years. Yeah. So... I guess the challenge really is to recognize when all signs are pointing to a change in your identity. Shifting. A shifting in your identity. Or maybe a blatant letting go of one and picking up another. Right, and trying to be, uh, trying to be aware of hey, maybe that thing is creeping in and pointing at you and it's a big red or... Let's call it a green light. It's a big green light saying, hey, come on over here. Go, 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 go. Go go. over here. Spend your energy here and let go of that narrow-based or maybe it was broad-based or whatever. Let go of that thought over here of, oh, well, I'm this. I'm not that. Right. We are so attached to our identities. This can be... Uh, a creative side out, a side thing that we do. Did you say side out? Side, I love that. <laughs> well, I was going to say side, side out. outlet, but side, side out. out. Yeah, a creative—that's a volleyball term for anybody who doesn't know. Um, a creative endeavor. It could be the actual career you have. It could be your being attached to your identity as a a parent a child, an aunt, a friend, an uncle, a nephew, a cousin, you know, a neighbor, a worker, a a leader, a boss, you know, assistant, a student, a teacher. It could be anything, right? It could be anything. But I think we get so entrenched in those various identities that we have that if we're holding on too tight to one identity, we can't see... If we are actually another identity too, or if we should be another identity instead, or if a new thing is kind of fluttering around us like a butterfly trying to get our attention, but we're not paying attention because we're too stuck on whatever the current identity is that we're holding on to for dear life. Right. I think, think, sorry, I think that it takes awareness and consciousness to pay attention to your life to constantly just check in with yourself 
your feelings, your choices, your activities, what your soul is calling for, what your intuition is whispering to you. I always say listen to those little whispers because they're the that's the thing that's telling you where to go. But if you don't, you have to be very quiet and listen because if you're making too much noise, literally or otherwise, if you got too much going on, if you're involved in too many things, if you're not slowing down to listen, you will not hear it. And then instead of making those fine adjustments to stay on to, to be on the path that you're supposed to be on that is right for you, you'll find yourself far astray in the field because you didn't listen to make that little fine-tuning adjustment. Yeah, and to me, just it's all about where is that, you know, where is that energy pulling you? And how is... How do you think, like, does it feel right? Is like, is there something kind of dragging you on to say, oh, go this way? You know, yeah, you sit down to do thing X, and yet Y keeps coming out. Well, a good question is, what brings you energy? What right. energizes you? What motivates you? What fuels you? When you think about doing it or sit down to do it, do you, do you notice that your energy increases because you're doing that thing? Or do you notice that your energy is being sucked out because you're doing that thing? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, with this situation, I can't necessarily say it was one of those kinds of things because, as you know, I love to draw. And I get both enjoyment and energized when I draw. Yeah, that... But... That wasn't quite the deal with you. Yeah, but I think... The deal was that it was breaking through, and you weren't noticing it. It was breaking through by... it woke The story woke me up at 5 a.m., and I had to write it down. Yes, I couldn't sleep at... I was up from 2 to 4 last night, tossing and turning. Why? Well, because I was writing a new story in my head. I had to put it on the phone. Right, and and... Sitting there and just saying, well, the creative act of writing it is a finite thing in and of itself. It, I mean, I know that there's there's been nights where I sat there and said, all right, it's 5 a.m. And it would be absolutely ridiculous for me to wake up right now and go downstairs and start drawing this story that I'm seeing. So instead... I say, okay, let me open up my phone and I'll make a whole bunch of notes, which effectively means, okay, now you're writing the story. Exactly, but you weren't noticing it for so many years, you didn't notice it. I wasn't thinking about it in that way of saying, I was just looking at it as, oh, I'm just writing it because I can't draw it right this minute, instead of sitting there and saying, well, no, dummy. (laughs) <laughs> what you're actually supposed to be doing Let's is you're supposed to be. Let's not call ourselves dummies. Oh, okay. What you're actually supposed to be doing is you're supposed to be writing this. You could call yourself a knucklehead. And we'll figure out the <laughs> drawing later. Maybe it'll be you. Maybe it'll be somebody else. We'll see. So, all right. Hope that was uh, useful. Useful and insightful for some of the people out there who may be struggling with their identity, creative. 
career, uh, career or, or otherwise. personally otherwise yeah so um with that we'll kind of wrap up there and we will be back soon ciao for now